Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this day, Lord. I just thank you, Jesus, that we get to gather to worship you and to learn um, more about what your word is speaking to us. And I just thank you, Jesus, that my words are not my own. Thank you, Father, that you speak through me and um, you say everything that needs to be said through me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for having me. Not like you had a choice, but that's a surprise. <laughs> um, I got this this verse, Second Corinthians five twenty. Why we right before we left for Poland, and so um, why we're why we're in Poland. I was meditating on this word, and 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 thinking about it, and so let's read it. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And um, so while in, in Poland, I was meditating on this word, thinking about it, and I fell asleep thinking about it, and I had this prophetic dream about me preaching uh, today. Actually, I was standing over here, so if I was really prophetic and, and, and listening to the Lord, I would move all of this out of the way, but I won't. Uh, that's a joke. Okay. <laughs> yes, please laugh. <laughs> um, and he gave me three points as to what to share today, so that's what we're going to be doing. But... And as um, when I printed all my notes, I had two pages of notes. The first, the second page was full of scripture. And when I printed it off twice to get it right, the same thing happened each time. That is literally just the heading. So that's what we're going off of today is um, the scripture and ambassador of Christ. That's it. So thank you, printer. <laughs> um, Ambassador of Christ, I don't know if maybe some of you are ambassadors for, for your work, but ambassadors of, is means diplomat or an official representative. And when you're reconciled unto God, we, um, once you ask him into your heart, you are instantly his ambassador. And so I was thinking about that, and I was like, Lord, I really know that you have you know, such a rich um, faith congregation here at St. Leonard's. And in that dream, actually what God had showed me was three main points that come against us as being an ambassador for him. And so we're going to dive into those points today. And um, the first one that I heard in the dream was, I am not enough. I am not enough. Um, I think the Bible is very clear and straightforward when it talks about that you are enough. I could list so many scriptures, but the first one that, that comes to mind is um, Ephesians 2.10. And I don't know if I gave that. Oh, I did. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ, or Jesus, Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. I think I have that memorized in a different version. Sorry about that. So that we are um, Christ's 
master's masterpiece or workmanship and that we are enough. So if you are God's perfect creation, you are enough. You are enough to uh, to him to share his good news. We are enough, right? And so um, the next one is I am not called to that. We have different callings. We may have different occupations. We may have different, um, maybe your stay-at-home mom, whatever that may be. And the third one is, I'm not qualified. And so these are things that come against us. We think, my age is not, I'm not the right age. I don't have the right uh, education. Um, Whatever that thing is, I get very nervous. You know, last week we had, or two weeks ago now, we had a team from Sweden, and um, a youth team from Sweden, and we did outreach in Hounslow on the streets, evangelizing the streets. And let me just tell you, I tried to put on a brave face, but I was just as nervous as the teenagers to go up to strangers and be like, I just want to tell you today that you are loved. And I was shaking. I was absolutely shaking, but... During that day, they the the church down there have had a uh, outreach of worship and and things, and so they had been hearing the good news all morning, really through worship and word. And so there was this lady that was sitting on the bench, and I I had a two teenagers with me from Sweden who weren't really comfortable in English, and we were both all of us were very nervous. But this lady was just really engaged in what was happening. We were actually talking to another gentleman. And she kept on looking and looking. And I went over there and I introduced myself. And she actually didn't hardly understood English, but yet she was really drawn at what was happening that day. And um, she was actually from Ukraine and she spoke Russian. And I just happened to be in Poland. But did I learn any Ukraine? No. Something about something that rhymes with spotty bus. I think that means thank you. Pasibas. <laughs> Spotty bus. Um, but she said, I was like, is there anything I can pray with you? And she said, actually, my, my back's been really, really hurting. And God was so gracious that, that through my nerves that he was able to, I was able to still communicate to her. She's like, actually, my back's been really hurting. And I'm really interested in what's happening today. And she was full of tears already. And I got to pray with her for her back. But I just saw the Holy Spirit so on her and so moved. And I got to share with her the only way that you can be moved this way is through the Holy Spirit. He's tugging at your heartstrings right now because you are so loved and you are so thought of. And she was understanding and comprehending. And I said, do you want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior right now? And she said, yes. And so she asked Jesus into her heart. And it just so happens that um, a a nearby church was a Ukrainian church uh, full of the Spirit. And the pastor came over and was able to walk her through that and welcome her into the body of Christ. So it was God is so gracious even throughout our nerves, even throughout our anxieties, whatever the case may be, he is there and you are enough. And it's about just being 
aware and about um, being brave. Actually, in um, Ephesians 6, 18 through 20, Paul talks about this very thing. He says, no, that's okay. I can read it from here. Ephesians 16, uh, 6, 18 through 20. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always be praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me um, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am, what? An ambassador Uh, in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So I just thought that was so powerful that even Paul says, oh, when I'm full of fear, I need to, what? Pray in the spirit, which will empower me to be able to proclaim the good news for I am his ambassador. We are his ambassadors. And there is no qualification except when you ask Jesus into your heart, you're already qualified. So no matter your age, no matter your deep education or your knowledge of the word, you're already qualified. Why? Because you already have a beautiful story of love that's on display for everyone to see. You already have, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, you have that reconciliation story of coming into the knowledge of who you are in Christ that someone needs to hear. My my parents used to, um, my parents were missionaries for you, those who do not know. So I grew up um, on the mission field with them. And one of the main things that they always would preach is that the things that we go through through life are not always just for us. It's always for other people. It's always to help other people who may be experiencing something similar. And so our stories, the the Bible goes on to say later on that the word of our testimony uh, makes us overcome those things in life. And so your testimony, your story brings life and brings God into someone else's situation who may never have had that opportunity. Um, and so, like I said, my parents were missionaries. And when I was four, we lived in Israel for, four, for a few months. And while in Israel, my, my parents led a, um, like a prayer time at 2 o'clock every day. Yes, I remember that detail because my parents were so blown away that, uh, that I would participate in it. So it was a common story <laughs> told. Anyways, so when I was four years old, um, I was not even qualified to tie my own shoes, let alone <laughs> qualified to tell people about, about Jesus. And... Um, but yet there was this lady that joined the, the prayer time, and she was very, she was legally blind. She had uh, very, very thick glasses on, and who knows if that even helped but to magnify something. And um, I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible tells a story about Jesus spitting in some dirt, turning it into mud, and 
praying for the blind man's eyes and he was healed. So me, unqualified to even tie my shoes, went outside, collected some dirt, put it in a cup, and um, didn't spit in it because that's disgusting. Uh, but I put some tap water in it. And as I was doing that, my dad came out and he's like, Charlene, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, what are you doing? You're supposed to be leading the service. Why are you out here wondering what I'm doing? Um, but I still obeyed and told him. I was like, well, here's my little picture Bible of the mud, the clay on the man's eyes. And, and there's a lady that's blind. So obviously, everyone that's blind, Jesus wants to heal and I'm here, and so I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm making clay. And he's like, well, did you ask her? And I was like, why? <laughs> well, okay, fine. I'll go in and ask. And so I put the, the dirt, the mud on her eyes. Well, she said yes first, that I could pray for her. <laughs> and then I put the dirt on her eyes. And I was very actually quite disappointed because the, the dirt just kind of like it was like runny dirt. It didn't turn into mud, so it was just like pouring down her face, and I was really upset about that because it wasn't like my picture Bible. But what was like my picture Bible is when I prayed, God healed her eyes. And so if a four-year-old, a four-year-old, like the little kids that just ran out of here, four years old, praying in tongues and, and believing what the Bible said is true, like... Hello, <laughs> four years old. Like, I'm even blown away by that little girl. Like, I don't even have that much faith anymore as that little girl, and I'm the same person. Um, so what is holding you back? There may be some of you, I call my husband an old fuddy-duddy because he doesn't know how to use technology, and he gets frustrated at computers. <laughs> <laughs> but I call myself an old fuddy-duddy when it comes to being a Christian because I get stuck in some of my, like, well, I'm a goody-two-shoes little Christian girl, and we don't do that. Like when Jared and I first met at, and we were dating and we were long-distance dating, he's like, well, I'm going to come visit you. And I was like, um, no, you're not because I'm a good little goody-two-shoes little Christian girl, you're going to stay in somebody else's house. You're going to come to my house for lunch. You're not staying at my house. Hello. Anyways, so old fuddy-duddy Christian. But with that, what can happen is um, we lose our joy in our salvation. Actually, in Psalms 51, I can't remember which verse, so hold on, let me scroll. In Psalms 51, David is crying out, and he's asking the Lord, return the joy of my salvation. So when we um, have, for those of you who may have lost your joy in your salvation, who've gotten stuck in your um, Bible, or like me, maybe you may, old fuddy-duddy Christian, stuck in your ways, um, you can ask God to restore the joy of your salvation. And actually, I just found it. Uh, Psalms 51, 12 through 13. It says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach of your ways to the rebels. Then I will teach uh, transgressors your ways so that the sinners will turn back to you and they will um, 
be invited into the kingdom of God, right? So even the joy, when you've lost your joy, when you've settled into our ways of, of knowing who we are and all of those things, you know, we can proclaim this verse over ourselves and go out with boldness. And that's the other thing. If you are the ones that may have lacked boldness, like me, not from when I was four, but from when I'm thirty-two. Um, Ephesians six eighteen through twenty, the one that we had previously read, is still up there. Um, and it says, again, it says, and I pray in the spirit all on occasions. Remember, when he pray in the spirit, what does Paul say? That it builds our faith up. And Judah actually says, when you pray in the Spirit, you're building yourself up. You're building yourself up, and you're becoming more bold to open your mouth and tell somebody your story, your love story of how Jesus came and rescued you. Because your story, like we know, will change somebody else's life. And then others of you might be unsure Unsure of the qualification, unsure of, of where you are in life, unsure of how to tell somebody the good news, of how to be an ambassador. Second Corinthians uh, 3, 5 through 6 says, Is it not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own? Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to minister of the new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. Just in case you missed that second verse, the, the, the author, Paul, uh, says our qualification comes from God. Your qualification doesn't even come from your studies, it doesn't even come from your pastor, it doesn't even come from your parents, it comes from the Lord. He has qualified us already. And the simple action that you all we have to do is that very instant that you ask Jesus into your heart, bang, you're qualified. I mean, what kind of job <laughs> gives me that kind of qualification? None. I was a, an accountant and I didn't study accounting at all. I'm just good at organizing and my brain stays really organized and that's the only reason why. But what qualified me to get this really good job was the years I was doing book work since I was 14. And so what qualified me was the experience. So there's always something in this earth that we need qualifications for, right? We always need qualifications. We always need some training. We always need some support. We always need something. So it's a really hard thing for me, I don't know about you, to say that God's already qualified me in the instant that I accepted him into my heart. Bam, already done. You know, that's such a weird, weird concept because everything else in life is structure and order and, and due diligence. But the Bible doesn't end there. It doesn't say, okay, you're qualified, now live a life as whatever you want to do. No, it, there's there's, there's love, and love, through love, we uh, uh, obey his commandments. Um, I don't even know how long I've been going, or when church started, but 
If it's been two minutes, great. That was a great sermon. Um, no. Um, so I just wanted to read 2 Corinthians 5, 20 one more time, but in a different translation. And I really loved it because it like modernizes it a little. It's don't I didn't tell the version because my husband hates it, so we're just gonna read it and uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world, as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled with him. Um, it's a plea. It's not whether you're called to it. It's not whether your age qualifies you. It's not whether um, you have the degree or, or whatever the case may be. That's it. God simply asked you to do it. Jesus himself, we all know the Great Commission, right? Go and tell others about me. No matter what, actually, Jesus, every time there is a healing, the woman at the well, the man in, with leprosy, every time he healed someone, what did he say? Your faith has made you whole. Now go and tell others. And that's what I want to leave with you today. Go and tell others the goodness of God, whether that is, is your story of salvation or healing or restoration. You have a story. You have um, something that someone needs to hear to receive the breakthrough in their life, to receive the love of God in their life, in their situation. Because if you, then who? If not you, then who? Amen.